Welcome to the Harmony Church Podcast. For more information on service times, any upcoming events, or joining a life group, please check out our website, harmonychurch.nz. We really hope this week's podcast blesses you. Well, it's good to be here. I like that word about disruption. It kind of um, makes me feel a whole lot better about the last six months of my life, really. I wish that wasn't true, but it is. <laughs> you know, and, and sometimes, you know, in, in the disruption, um, we face things and we find out things about ourselves. And I would say that for, for me, and this has nothing to do with the sermon, but the last six months of, of disruption uh, has meant that I've faced things, we've faced things as a family, as, a, as, as everyone in this pioneering DTS, we're calling it a pioneering DTS, but it's, the pioneering started 12 months ago, you know, and, and, and it's, it's almost landed, the baby's almost born, it's, we're in that place, but I've asked God what it means to see his face, you know, that the pure in heart shall see God. You know, and in that disruption, there's been moments in the last six months that he's exposed things in my heart. And I thank him for that. It's been, uh, I haven't enjoyed all the disruption, but i tell you something, I've really enjoyed what I've learned. So if disruption is coming into your, into your lives this year, if disruption, if God is going to bring some disruption, uh, don't discard it. Allow it and look for him. And ask him, what are you doing? And even 2020 vision will be enough when we see his face. So this morning, uh, I want to ask a couple of questions and I want to take us on a little bit of a journey. One of the questions I want to ask is, you know, if you had a defining moment last year, the God moment of 2019 for you, could you answer it? Could you answer what was the, the big God moment for you in 2019 where you met with him in such a way? And I had to ponder that and, and I, I questioned it. And, and there was a number of things, but I guess I'm going to be a little vulnerable and, and I'm going to expose myself this morning. And I would say that uh, I can answer that in the disruption of 2019, I was having these dreams and... They were awkward. I, I kept finding myself in, in public places with no clothes on. I don't want you to try and have a vision of that at all. But that's what, it, that's what was happening to me. I'd be in a swimming pool and everyone had togs but me. And it was really, really awkward. And, and I, didn't, I never shared this with anybody because I thought this was weird. And I went along to a prayer meeting and um, this woman was, was teaching about dreams because I'm not really that kind of a visual person. I'm not that creative, visual, artistic, kind of seer, uh, anointing guy. You know, that, that's just not who I am. I, 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 I feel words and, and pictures and things like that. So I learned that if you're going through a season where that is happening, God is bringing you to a place of vulnerability. And I thought, wow, that's interesting. You know, and in that same week, I can share something really personal and, and something that I believe was a, it, it changed perspective and it changed vision. And that was I had a coffee with Gideon. And, no, no hear me out. We, we looked at each other eye to eye. 
and we spoke to each other heart to heart. And we realized that some of the things that we were seeing was because we didn't have the right perspective. But it took a disruption and it took vulnerability to be so exposed and so honest. But I can tell you that the healing that comes and the joy that comes out of that kind of honesty, that kind of brutal face-to-face where love is sitting on the table and you're looking face-to-face and you're able to share some things. And things came up out of, out of both of us and we didn't even know that they were there. And, and it was just like a river flowed and, and it, I was no clothes on and the dream and tears in my face in a coffee shop. So I'm, <laughs> I, I think I've had my disruption season. <laughs> but this morning... I, I did think about 2020 vision and, and what it means to see God and, and the pure in heart shall see God. And I've chosen a, a, a psalm this morning to share with us. And it's Psalm 27. And the reason I've chosen Psalm 27 is I believe that there, there are four things that the Lord wants to show us this morning from Psalm 27 in the Passion Translation. I don't know if we can bring that up or not, but if we could, that'd be great. And, and the, the, the stage is set For David, he's surrounded by his enemies in the beginning of this psalm. It says, and that his enemies are wanting to pursue him, that they would even eat his flesh. So that's the situation that David is in. And in that setting, in verse 1, we read, The Lord is my revelation, light to guide me along the way. He's the source of my salvation to defend me every day. I fear no one. I'll never turn back and run from you, Lord. Surround me and protect me. And what the Lord showed me here was that this is his promise to David. This is his promise to us that we can see him in his word. We can have the greatest theology and the greatest teaching that, we, that you could ever wish for. But unless this word becomes living, unless this word becomes alive, unless this word becomes a revelation, it won't change our hearts and it won't change our lives and it won't change our perspective. David was a man after God's own heart. I want us to catch something of what David saw in this psalm. Why he put pen to paper. How this moved his heart how it shifted him from one place to another. See, who I am in Christ is established. And we've had a lot of that teaching. We even heard it testified again, this who I am in Christ. David was secure in his salvation. This is Old Testament. Don't tell me that the Holy Spirit wasn't alive and well in in the Old Testament. David knew the power of God. David knew that his God was the God of salvation. Who am I as established? See, from the light, it says, he he will be my light. We know that he's a lamp unto my feet. He will show the way. But sometimes we only see one step at a time. We don't see the whole picture. We've heard it testified this morning. I can't see the whole picture, but I can see him. So I can take the next step. That was David's heart. He knew, even though his enemies were surrounding him, that the light of his salvation was shining in the darkness of his situation. Hallelujah. See, God's guidance is taking us on a journey to our destiny. 
But David is not satisfied in this place. He's not satisfied to know that he has, he's serving under the God of salvation. So for us this morning, to know that we're saved, to know that we're secure in Him, to know that our, our destiny is in, in heaven and eternal glory with Him, it's not enough. It's not enough. There's something more. And I know there's, there's a crying in hearts. I've heard people talk about wanting to see His face, wanting to know more, wanting His presence. This was the cry of David's heart. I believe the key to 2020 is in this psalm. The key to shifting our hearts into a place where we don't only behold His glory, but we become His glory. Because we get to see Him face to face. I'm not satisfied with knowing that my sins are forgiven. I'm not satisfied with knowing how heaven sees me. I'm not satisfied with just knowing that his blood has washed me whiter than snow. I want to see him. And in verse four, we read, here's the one thing I crave from God. The one thing I seek above all else. I want the privilege of living with him every moment in his house. Everything of David's life comes together and he's able to say the one thing. If I was to ask you, if you do you know the one thing? the thing that's the most important, the thing that is of the highest priority. What is that one thing? For David, that one thing was finding the sweet loveliness of his face, filled with awe, delighting in his glory and grace. I want to live my life so close to him that he takes pleasure in my every prayer. We're coming into a time of 21 days of prayer and fasting. Verse four is not just talking about a lifestyle of prayer. David was praying seven times a day. David knew everything about the tabernacle. He knew his scriptures and he desired for more. He was single-minded. In my father's house. What does it mean to be in the house of my father? It's to be in his presence. David knew everything that the world has to offer, I believe. In the sense of he knew the victories of war. He knew what it was to come back and have the accolades of the people. He knew what it was to see God move in his midst. He, he worshipped him. But above all, he says, I want to dwell in his house. 
This isn't David retreating from the responsibilities or the call that is on his life. He's not yet become the king. This is not David withdrawing. This is David declaring the most important thing. The thing that's above all else is to be in his presence. To be in my father's house. Jesus promised, didn't he? That in my father's house, there are many rooms and I go to prepare a place for you. I go to prepare a place for you. That place is not just for your eternity. That place is now. That's the place we can go to now to seek his face. That's the place we can go to now to be in his presence. Yes, it's our eternal hope and it's our eternal destiny. It's secure. It's full. It's final. It's finished. It was done, deal on Calvary. Yes, we shall dwell in the house of our Father. But what about now? What about the now? David cried out for the now to be in that place. To be, to abide with him, to dwell with him, to see his face, to be in his house. David longs for the temple to be built. Because where the temple is, we know the Ark of the Covenant is. And where the Ark of the Covenant is, the power and the glory of God is. Amen. We heard that word already. So David longed to be in that place with the Ark. And with the power and with the glory. He longed to be in the temple of the Lord. Do you know the Lord longs to be in the temple of who you are? Wow. And the pure in heart shall see God. He longs to be in the temple of who we are. I believe even more than David craved to be in his presence, there's a craving and a calling from heaven that we would be found in his presence. He would find his presence in us. Wow. The one thing, the thing above all else, the thing above the ministry, the thing above the works. We saw it in the New Testament. I never understood this work. I never understood this word for a long, long time of Mary and Martha. How many of you struggled with that word and thought Martha was getting a dirty deal? But Mary knew. She knew the place. The place of most importance. No, there's a, we got to a point at the school just in the last week where there's so much to do. And people were coming and, and they were going to help. And it was awesome. It, it just, you, you've got no idea. Sometimes we see the face of God in the hands of other people. We see God in the hearts of those that would come and self, selflessly give help 
support, words, love, deeds, kindness. It's not a coming into the house of the Lord. It's not a place of kumbaya in the park. It's not a place of resting and, and, and a place where we don't do anything. It's a place where we're activated to become his hands and his feet. And we saw that when people came. But you know, we, we set aside a room. There's one, one old gentleman, and you know him, old Barry, by the way. And he's, a, he's just such a, a man of God. He's, he's a friend. He's, he's a saint. Those of you who don't know him, you, you need to get to know him. He's, he's such a, a man of God. He's 80 and a bit. And he rang me up and he said, David, he said, um, can I bring my rotary mower out there and, and give you guys a hand? And I'm thinking, yeah, if you really want to, but you're 80 and a bit. <laughs> and it's a big lawn. So I actually said to Barry, actually, Barry, there's so much to do. Why don't you come and we'll set up a prayer room? And you sit in that prayer room. And we'll encourage all those that are doing to come away from the doing and be in his presence. He who is of the most importance must be honoured before the important things get done. To dwell in his house. He wants to dwell in us. He wants to dwell in us. See, the purity of our hearts will determine. It's not, this is not performance, but the purity of our hearts will determine how much of him we can carry. How much of him will be visible in us. He sees the deep places, the hidden places of our hearts, it says, are exposed to his eyes. But you know, when we seek him, when we seek the heart of him, when we seek to abide with him, when we seek to dwell with him, my word says that he shares the secrets of his heart with us. Wow. He shares the secrets of his heart with us. So point number one is a promise. Point number two is a longing. There's a promise but out of that promise, there's a longing for more. We've heard a lot of that word, haven't we? The more, the more, the more. Oh, I can't get enough of understanding the depths and the richness of his heart to dwell in his house forever. It's now and eternity. Then in verse 8, we can go to verse 8. Lord, when you said to me, seek my face, my inner being responded, I'm seeking your face with all my heart. This is an activation. This is the Lord speaking to David. He's speaking to the cry of David's heart and he encourages him, seek my face. Seek my face. What does it mean to seek the face of somebody? When we saw each other face to face, it wasn't a text where there can be misunderstanding. It wasn't an email that lacked emotion. No, it was face to face, person to person. The likeness and the, and the truth of seeing eye to eye was exposed. 
See, when we see him face to face, it doesn't mean we have to have a seer anointing. We see him face to face in the life and the person of Jesus Christ. We see his love in the blood-stained face of Jesus on the cross of Calvary. That's to see him face to face. That's to have my heart seared with his love. To see him face to face is to know his character. It's to know his goodness. It's to know his love. That he would share with me the deep secrets of his heart. That I would become what I'm beholding. That I would become him to seek his face. The pure in heart shall see God. That I might reflect him to the world. The light of my salvation might become the light of your salvation. Because where the light is, there is no darkness. Where the light is, the things in my heart that needed to be exposed through the disruptions of my life have been dealt with. I'm looking for his face in my circumstances. I'm looking for his face in my pressure points. I'm looking for his face in my trials. I'm looking in at his face for my tomorrows as I let go of my yesterdays. Hallelujah. To see his face is to see the heart of heaven. And when they see our face, will they see heaven in us? This is David's longing. This is David's cry. This is David's heart that I might dwell in the house of my Lord forever. The closeness that you would hear my every prayer. In other words, that you would be in the heartbeat of every moment of my life. To do my Father's will, Jesus said. I only do what I see the Father doing. I don't believe that he had a a little camcorder. And he was getting a download every, every five minutes from heaven. No, he knew the face of his father. He knew the heart of his father. And he was able to reflect that in every situation he went into. If there's one thing, the one thing to dwell in your house, that you would hear my prayer, that there would be such a closeness, uninterrupted intimacy with you, Lord. That even when my heart is exposed... I see you. 2020 vision. A vision for this year. A vision and a passion. Let my vision be of him. Seek my face, he says to David. Seek my face. This is the activation. What does David say? He says, I sought him with all my heart. It sounds to me like surrender. It sounds to me like humility. The man who'd won the battles. The man who got the applause. Saul has killed his thousands. David has tens of thousands. Lord, to dwell in your house. Sounds to me like humility. Sounds to me like surrender. Wow. Sounds to me like the heart of Jesus. See, everything that David was seeking was actually Jesus. Everything he was seeking 
was him. To see the blood-stained face of Christ at Calvary. To seek his face. And the answer, or the conclusion, in verse 14, if we can bring that up. Here's what I've learned through it all. Don't give up. Don't be impatient. Be entwined as one with the Lord. Be brave and courageous. Never lose hope. Yes, keep on waiting, for he will never disappoint you. It says, those who wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall have their vision renewed. They shall have their hope renewed. Everything will be restored for those that wait upon the Lord. What does it mean to wait upon the Lord? The Passion Translation actually tells us to be entwined with Him. It's not a passive sitting, waiting for heaven to do something. No, it's being entwined with Him. It's being intentional about having time with Him. It's seeking His face in the the Word of God. It's crying out to Him in prayer, not for our needs to be met, but for His face to be seen. 21 days of prayer and fasting. Let it not be that we're looking to His hands. Let it be that we're looking for His face. That there's a longing in our heart, a cry in us like the cry of David, to dwell in Thy house, Lord, all the days of my life. That Your very essence, Your very presence, I would carry. Don't be impatient. The baby will be born at the right time. His plans and his purposes will be revealed at the right time. Yeah, we need a vision. We need to walk humbly with our God. The pure in heart shall see God. He's looking for a place to dwell. Even as we long to be in his presence, he longs to be in us. Be entwined with the Lord. It's the one-on-one. Okay, this morning we had a, a hiccup in the corporate worship. You know, that's the easy place to be with him when we're being carried by the worship of all of those around us this is the place you know we can have differences in in how we uh, understand some theological things but this is the place where we have unity when we behold his beauty and his glory and we worship him with one heart and with one voice That's the place where there's a unity. And that's easy when we're carried, when we're together. David is talking about the one-on-one. The making time for him. To be entwined with him one-on-one. To make time for him. Jesus had probably the most uh, full-on ministry of any pastor that's ever been. But he made time. 
It said he set himself apart. My challenge for us for 2020 is to make that time, to set ourselves apart, to seek his face. 21 days of prayer and fasting to seek his face, to be intentional, one-on-one, that I might hear his voice, that I might see him. I'm not relying on on the tapes and recordings of of all the messages that have been. I'm not relying on someone to to sing a song and and am I really just, am I singing to him or am I singing it because I actually like the tune? No, one-on-one, one-on-one, face-to-face, face-to-face that we might see him. we might see him. He says, be brave and courageous and never lose hope. See, perfect love casts out all fear. It would be easy to stay with two services. It would be easy. It really would. To stop. To become complacent to rest in the past victories. That would be easy. But the apostolic and the prophetic call upon this nation is calling for a pioneering. It's calling for a birthing of new things. It's calling for a people who will call after him, who are not satisfied with what was, who are not satisfied with what is, but they have a longing in their heart like David did, Oh, yes, Lord, I know your protection. I know your salvation is mine. But there's something more. I know there's something more. And it's to be in your house. It's to be in your presence. It's to carry your presence. It's to carry your glory. See, I don't believe, and I loved it, Gideon, that you mentioned this morning about the conviction of sin. I believe that there's a, there's a, a counterfeit gospel that's trying to make everybody feel good regardless of what their lifestyle is, regardless of what their thinking is, regardless of what their behaviour is. We've got to feel good, Jesus. Gospel being preached. It's a counterfeit gospel. I don't care what shape sin is. It will always destroy. It will never bring joy. The blood-stained face of Jesus convicts us of the things in our heart that are holding him at arm's length, that we cannot be entwined with him because there are secrets in our heart. We need to be real. We need to be real about what we see in our own hearts and in our own lives. We need to be real because the pure in heart will see him and he'll say to some on that day, I never knew you. Ooh, I'm not trying to speak fear to you. I'm trying to woo you with his love because that's what he's doing. He's wanting us to come into a place to seek his face, a longing, not a striving. David wasn't striving. He was longing. There's such a difference, people. There's such a difference. When we're longing for the more, We're drawing our strength from him because he's drawing us closer to him. 
that we can become all that he's called us to be. It's not a striving. It's not a striving to be better. It's not a striving to make my heart better. No, 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 no. It's a longing. It's a longing to see his face. It's a longing to be like him. To be like him. When the pressure came on and and I was squeezed and, and disappointed, and I started to look through my disappointment, I'd lost sight of him. I'd lost sight of him. He's looking into our heart this morning. He's looking into our hearts this morning. Selfless love. Unmatched authority from a place of intimacy. I'm reading something I've written down that makes a change. Selfless love. Unmatched authority from a place of intimacy. See, sometimes we want authority from a place of knowledge. Oh, that's dangerous. We get hold of things and we know them to be true. And we try to exercise some authority. And we believe that we can just declare and decree because we've learned something. Knowledge is not revelation. When the revelation of his love comes into our heart and we pray for the sick and they get well. When the revelation of him comes, when we see him face to face, we'll do the things that Jesus did and even more. So 2020, the desire above all else to be in his presence and to behold his holiness, the beauty of his holiness. Have you this morning got a desire in your heart? The one thing for 2020. The one thing. David, verse 1, was given a promise. In verse 4, he exposes the longing of his heart. In verse 8, the Lord answers and calls for an activation. And in verse 14, the promise and the conclusion, he will not disappoint us. He will not disappoint us. The circumstances around may not delight us, but he delights in us. And he will not disappoint us. David found that. David found that place. We've got 21 days of prayer and fasting. Let's be intentional. Let's take the time aside, one-on-one. Let's find his face. Let's find the heart of heaven. Let's see him. Let's see him. Let me see him. The pure in heart shall see God. There might be some this morning. You've never seen him. Even for salvation, you've never seen him. He's not become your light and your salvation. You're still in the darkness and you've not come into the glorious light of his presence. If that's you this morning, he's calling to you. 
to come. Seek my face. Seek my face. And if you do know him this morning, and you know the light of his salvation, he's calling you to seek my face. Seek my face. Can we have the band come forward? and They're going to lead us in a song very shortly, but it's my, my conviction this morning, not for anything for me, but, but if you're saying yes to him this morning, if you're saying yes to him, I want you to stand now before the song starts. I want you to stand now and I'm going to pray. You're saying, yes, I want to come into your house. Yes, I want to see you face to face. I'm going to invite you now to stand and I'm going to pray. If, it's, if there's a longing in your heart for the more of him, if there's a longing and a desire that says, yes, Lord, you're the one thing, you're the one thing that I want above all else in 2020 is to dwell in the house of my Lord, is to see your face. It's not only to know that I'm loved, but to show that I'm loved. To stand in the presence of Almighty God. It's a privilege to come into the Holy of Holies. It's a privilege. It's not a right. It's a privilege. It's with humility of heart. It's with tenderness. say yes Lord open the eyes of my heart this morning open the eyes of the hearts of all who have stood before you this morning Lord that we might behold the beauty of your holiness that we might see you in a way we've never seen before that the delight of our hearts would be that you delight in us that the longing of our hearts would be to see your kingdom come and your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. I say yes to the disruptions. But Lord, let me see you in them. Lord, may we be seen in them with you, abiding in you, entwined with Him. As you wait upon the Lord, I declare and decree, He will strengthen you. He will strengthen you as you wait upon Him because to wait upon Him is to be entwined with Him. And He promises in His Word as we come into the secret place that He shares the secrets of His heart with us. There's not one here who's not loved. There's not one here that he does not long to tabernacle with. There's not one here whose life is not a temple before him where he longs to dwell. I thank you, Lord, this morning that you give us eyes to see, ears to hear, and a heart to follow as we say yes. Thank you, Lord.
You've seen the desires and you've seen the longings in each one of us. And you meet us where we are. I had a word this morning when we were talking about the birthing. It was like God was saying, you know, the head's got to be in the right place for it to be a really good birth. We place you on the highest place. We say, be head, be Lord, be centre. As we seek you face to face. I believe the Lord is going to meet the cries of your heart as he's met the cry of my heart. This has been a stirring in me for, for months now. A longing in me for months. And I believe it's the, the longing of heaven that we would draw aside, find him in his word, find him in the still small voice and show him in the hands and the words that we share with others.